Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are back. But this time, I see you in the flesh. Combo, how are you? I'm doing well. I like how the studio's looking over there. You got a lot of soundproof going on, so they'll be able to hear you crystal clear. Yeah, this is, I want a very good experience with my with my guests so it's just me and you talking and nobody else listening other than the millions of people listening to the podcast but i um yeah the lighting you know the soundproofing look now the audio sounds good i feel like now i could podcast for days yeah you should be able to with all those tiktoks you're doing i mean it's important to have proper soundproof 100 percent. i'm actually on my tiktok page right now i'm multitasking but actually no i shouldn't do that i'm gonna shut it down so we can focus on our convo but no honestly I feel like I'm a podcasting machine right now, Combo. I feel like now that I could just focus on the conversation. Other podcasters listening will know exactly what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. You'll know what I'm talking about. Is when you're having a conversation, there's something that goes wrong like with the the behind the scenes, the technicalities behind it. It is the most frustrating thing because now you have to pretend like you're having a great conversation, but you're focusing on the volume. You're holding a cord together. So there's no static. Now when you all like the easy part is actually just focusing on the conversation. Now I feel like I'm playing with house money. The obstacle is the way Max. That's your gem for the episode. The obstacle is the way. Yeah. Okay. All right. Combo. So how are you, man? What's new in the life? It's good. Yo, I have some funny Summer League stories. You want to hear them? Yeah, of course. I don't know if the first one's that funny, but... It's too late now. You set the bar high. You said it was going to be funny. (laughs) You'll be the judge. All right. So I'm sitting there with a friend of mine. Uh, It used to be my workout partner, actually. We both played in Israel around the same time. He actually had a cup of coffee in the NBA. Um, So we're sitting there. We're talking. I spent a lot of time with him in Summer League, and... He asked me, he asked me, he's like, did you see the um, coaches from Israel behind us? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I saw. He's like, you said what's up to them? I'm like, nah, not really. Um, you know, I'm just here. Um, I didn't go out of my way to say what's up to them. I didn't really play for them. He did. Like, I didn't actually play on the team. I might have done, like, one workout in the summer with them. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really close with them, so I didn't go out my way. I have nothing against them. Right. Uh, I didn't go out my way uh, to go talk to them. And he's like, I'm like, did you? He's like... Yeah, and he shows me this picture of him and the Israeli coaching of <laughs> and the Israeli coaches smiling like the biggest goofiest <laughs> smile that you'll ever see, right? And this guy doesn't even take pictures; like he's not one of those like Instagram guys always taking pictures. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like I don't. You must have really liked this guy, like the way you're smiling in this picture. I go, did you really like him like that? Like, man, like, that's a crazy smile. He goes, yeah. hell no, I didn't <laughs> like him. <laughs> you could tell it was forced. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm like, why did you take a picture? Why did you take a picture of you smiling like that? I don't know. But uh, here's the second story. Um, I left Kenny Smith hanging, man. I'm sorry? 
I left Kenny Smith hanging. Why would you do? Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> now nah, look, so he's coming up the staircase. I'm talking with my guy Clips. He's actually on my guy Clips is actually on one of the latest podcasts, uh, Combos Court. So uh, shouts to Clips. Follow through with Clips and Drew. Kenny Smith is walking up. I'm having a conversation with Clips and Scott, who's actually the founder of Basketball News. Talking to Clips, I see Kenny. I'm like, oh, what's up, Kenny? I go. He said, what's up? I go back to my conversation. I'm just talking. They were like, why'd you leave Kenny Smith hanging? I was like, I didn't leave him hanging. He's like, yeah, he had his fist out for you. And then he just put his mm, fist down and walked by. That's I was hard. like, oh, oh, man, that's messed up. Yo, so if Kenny Smith is listening to this, I didn't do that on purpose. Wow. You know, uh, I appreciate Kenny your analysis. Smith You're hanging. a good guy, but like. You know, I was in the middle of my conversation, so I just said, what up? And I went back to my conversation. Like, you know what I mean? So it was just kind of like a thing. Oh, oh, Kenny, what up? And then I go back to my conversation. But, you know, at the end of the day, I didn't mean to leave Kenny Smith hanging, you know? I didn't mean to do it, Mal. You know I wouldn't do it. I don't know if I should continue this pod with you. I don't don't know if I should be seen with you right now. Leaving Kenny Smith, he's like the most likable, nice guy in the world. You're leaving that guy hanging? But it wasn't wasn't on purpose. You know that, Max. You know I wouldn't leave anybody hanging. Wow. I knew you were big time. I didn't know you were big time to Kenny. Nah, shouts to Kenny, man. He's always welcome on this podcast or my podcast. And, uh, I definitely didn't do that on purpose. I wouldn't leave anybody hanging. That's not combo style. Now, if we're going into story time, we can either get into good content or I can tell you I have two of the most embarrassing things that have ever happened to me happen within an NBA organization covering the Orlando Magic. Now, one— Well, that's really deep. Well, can, can I ask you, was the first, was the first story funny? I it, thought it was pretty No, I, it was funny. It got a chuckle okay. out of me for sure. Okay, let's go. Now, now your story. Now, okay, there's one— st- both of them I got chewed out by coaches. I won't tell you who the coaches are, but they're the most embarrassing experiences I've ever had. One is me doing a post game, and one is the passing in the hallway. Which one would you like to hear? Post game. Okay, yeah, this is bad. Like This was really bad. Now, the first one I had a witness. My best friend was covering the game with me, so he was cracking up laughing. So this one I at least could say I could argue never happened. But the other one, there's witnesses. But I don't mind. I have thick skin. I'll tell you this happened. I can't tell you the coach. Um, just know he's highly decorated, and he's one of the best there is. I've interviewed him before. had a great interview with him. So I'm like, okay, I have kind of a rapport with well, him. Well, that, that leaves it to like five people. So Hey, that's, up for, that's open for interpretation. That's, <laughs> that's, that's for you. So this coach, I'm a glass half full guy combo. You know, I mean, we don't obviously hang out with each other in person all the time, but we have. And we've done enough podcasts. You know, I like to be positive. There's a lot of negative in the world. I like to focus on the positives, even when there's a negative. So – Obviously, last season, the Orlando Magic are not a great team. So whenever you have a team that is of high stature with the hopes of winning a championship, losing to the worst team in the league um, with a bunch of competitive guys, you probably aren't in the best mood. I should have read the room better. So that being said, I figured because of my past interviews with said coach, I could get away with this question. So I always compliment and ask good questions to build them up, not to tear them down. So the question I have for the coach, I thought it was a great question. I gave him his flowers, and I, it was something I deeply was interested in. And um, he chewed me out pretty bad, Combo. And he was like, I don't know how to give up too much of the story. I didn't think too far ahead without giving up who it was. But basically, I asked a question along the lines of how he's I mean, been. Well, this is this is a post-game interview, Max, right? Yeah, yeah. So – there was lots of people there. I mean, I think it's okay to say who it was. I mean, a lot of people was, were there in the building. Yeah, I mean, but we have millions so, of people listening to this. You know what I mean? A, a couple, couple people in a, in a press conference okay. room versus well, our can, millions can of I people. Say one thing? <laughs> if a coach chews me out, right? Yeah, I don't care who he is. 
I mean, yeah, I would never be insulting or aggressive, but I, I knew he was – his response to me, I basically was giving him his flowers for being successful in many – a multitude of things. And I thought it was very impressive, and I've just asked how he was able to do that. And he's basically the, – along the lines, a brief synopsis of it was um, you really need to ask this person the question before you ask me or something like that. We just lost – um, to Orlando, and I'm serious. I don't want to talk about that. And he he kind of went a little extensive on that. And I'm just sitting here like at first I thought he was joking, and so I was kind of laughing at first because um, I thought he was being sarcastic. Like, oh my god, we just lost to Orlando. I'm, you asked me that question, and then he's like, okay, well, thank you for the compliment because he did say thank you for the compliment. So I'm over here sitting thinking that he's about to actually give me a good answer, but then he just completely roasted me. And went in on the fact that I had the nerve and the audacity to ask him a question like that after he just lost to Orlando. Basically saying it's not appropriate time to ask me something. But I'm sitting here thinking, well, so what else would you like for me to ask if you don't want me to tell you something positive? Was I supposed to sit here and tell you something negative? I wasn't you're really sure. Supposed, you're not supposed <clears throat> to do anything that what you felt like you're supposed to do. Yeah, honestly. If he was on the podcast, I would go right back and forth with him right now. But because we were in the setting where he's at the podium and I have a badge, I couldn't. I couldn't. He's a great guy, though. Yeah. He's a great guy. All that to say, he's a great guy. I mean, <laughs> got him at the wrong like time. Guy. Didn't seem like a great guy at that moment. Should I just put it? Should I just say who it is? Yeah. Okay, why not? Step in the paint. Steve Kerr. Oh, wow. Steve Kerr chewed me out. True story. I was heartbroken because I've interviewed him before and he was great. He was awesome. So I'm thinking, okay, this is the second time I've interviewed him, not the first time. Okay, so the question was I guess we can get into it. I said, hey, Steve. Um, I just want to give you your flowers because I think it's very impressive to be good at one thing. You've been good at several things. You were a great GM. You were a great broadcaster and you're a great coach. How have you been able to be great at so many different things? And he basically like kind of chuckled, said, thank you for the compliment, but you really need to, um, they need to start asking questions before you ask me questions like that. We just lost to Orlando and he just completely obliterated me at that point. I kind of tuned it out once I saw I mean, that he was I serious. Mean, I don't think that was completely obliterated you. Unless there's more to it after that. No, there was. I just kind of zoned it out once I realized this is going completely the different way than I thought it was going to go. And I was like, wow, okay, he's pissed. And I'm like, I was not trying to piss him off whatsoever, but it's what it you is, You know, man. I mean, I guess, like, a, a, a coach like that kind of probably needs, always needs motivation or somebody or something to God, get was, motivated from. And, uh, like, Jesus you know, Christ. Kind of like, like the Michael Jordan thing. But um, <laughs> I, I kind of see what he's saying because – Let's say if I had like a bad game or something, and then somebody's like showering me with compliments. It sometimes it doesn't seem right in the moment to shower with me with compliments. Right. You know? So I kind of see his point of view, but I would still probably go back at him if he hit me with that. Like I, I would have said something like smart or funny back at him, probably. Yeah, I, I was really tempted. I, I, to... I can't tell you what I would have said because I wasn't in the situation, but. I have the video on my phone. I never deleted it for funny times like this. So when if we were in person, I would show you the, the, the interview right now. And you slowly start to see the phone go down. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to get posted. So, Oh, man. What could you do? Yeah, the other one um, was uh, almost worse. But luckily it wasn't in front of people, so it wasn't as bad. But anyway, good good story time. Yeah. 
I thought we had some good stories there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and I promise you, in all the times I've had these bad moments or these embarrassing moments, I always had good intentions. Like I wasn't ever trying to to be rude or mean. Like the other head coach, um, I'm literally talking to him, and I was told that the assistant coach of this team knows who I am and who I work with, basically. Like, hey, just let them know you, you know us, and you're just saying, hey, introduce yourself. I said for sure. This is kind of during like the not the heart of the pandemic, but we all obviously were wearing masks. Now you don't have to, so it's very hard, especially someone you don't know ever really met who is who, and so everyone has masks on as well and glasses and NBA badges. So I mistakenly I made the mistake of mixing up people, and I thought I was meeting the assistant coach, and it turns out I was meeting the head coach of a team, and it was a terrible mix up. And he pulled his mask down and said, "I am such and such. I am not him." I am the head coach. And I was like, my bad. And my friend just died laughing. It, it was bad, bro. I just, <laughs> it was bad. I'm, I just want to what introduce myself. You, you did look bad. I didn't mean to leave Kenny Smith hanging. You didn't leave, mean to disrespect Steve Kerr. What could you do, man? Well, what actually, I guess we might as well just get out in the open with it. I said about the Steve Kerr, it was the Boston Celtics head coach. So two NBA finals head coaches chewed me out. Oh, Ime? Yeah. Oh, wow. True right, story. Well, what, what could you do, Max? You know? It's just like uh, rookie stories, even though you're not even a rookie anymore, right? No, I'm, I'm not a rookie. That's the thing. And I was like, listen, it was just a honest mix-up, sir. Well, well, I mean, look, <laughs> I mean, this happens sometimes. You're not going to go throughout your whole career without uh, mix-ups. And, I'm just like, you know, golly, man. I, I was literally polite with you. It's not like I was chewing you out as the wrong person. I was like, hey. Maybe you're too nice, Max. Maybe, maybe I am. I need to start having a little bit. Like I have when I play ball, for example, or I compete, I'm a different person. I'm Larry Bird. I'm the biggest trash talker you'll ever meet. Maybe I need to start bringing that into the broadcasting realm. Yeah, maybe. I was watching that uh, show, uh, Winning Time. Sorry, I don't know if that's the name of it. Whatever, the HBO Lakers special. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yo, this guy, man, they made Larry <laughs> Bird look crazy, bro. He was he was like chewing tobacco before the press game. Like, you know that dip in your mouth? Yeah. They made it really seem like crazy in that. He like, is crazy. Like spitting out tobacco <laughs> before the... Before the interview with Magic, man. He's a dog, they made Jerry, man. They made Jerry West look bad in that. Like, one of the greatest basketball minds to ever live. I know Jerry West, like, clapped back at it. I heard that, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't seen it to understand why, but I don't – is it rightly um, rightly so? Like, is it deserving of certain criticism? I mean – I only know about the good bad. things. I honestly don't know about the bad things. Well, they make Pat Riley seem really quirky. Like, you know, you think of Pat Riley as such a serious guy – like, he seems like such an unfocused, like, quirky individual in the mm. beginning. Like, it doesn't even seem like him at all. And then, yeah, Jerry West just seems dysfunctional, and I'm sure he's not what? in any way. So, I mean, Jerry West clapped back, so I'm sure he had an issue with it as well. But just the way they portrayed some of the characters is kind of crazy. But <laughs> it is an entertaining show nonetheless. I do. I mean, he's responsible for the Lakers' success. He's responsible for a great portion of the Warriors' success. How can you make that guy look quirky? Yeah. I heard at Summer League, by the way, another insight from Summer League, that he wasn't too high on this draft class. I wasn't either. I'm going to be honest with you. Compared to other draft classes, this isn't my favorite draft class. Like, there's you know still upside, making, though. You know who's making the top five look better? Keegan Murray. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. that guy. So he reminds me of a guy that, like, if you didn't know who was a rookie and who was a second-year player, he kind of seems like one of those guys that's a second-year player that maybe should only play two games and then shut it down in Summer League. Like, that's the type of player he seems like, even though he's a rookie. 
Yeah. No, yeah. He he seems like he's a, ahead of his years, ahead of his time. Now, yeah. what do you think of Amani Bates? And the reason why I bring that up, because I remember uh, probably about a year. Well, I mean, he's been talked about for a while now. He's probably one of the most covered high school athletes in a long time. I remember watching him and Chet play each other in high school. And we're like, man, if Amani could enter the NBA draft right now, he would be a lottery pick. And so to see where the compare of I'm never a fan of comparing young players to all time greats like they could resemble them in their game, but just let them be them because you're now you're setting them up for failure. If you compare them to LeBron or you compare them to KD, Amani was getting KD comparisons. And I understand why, because of the length and the shooting ability, even kind of shoots like him a little bit. It's really weird, his form. What did you think of the? What do you think of the story of Amani right now? So he obviously enters college early. He struggled, um, and now he transferred. But he was prospected as that guy. Like he he was above Chet. Obviously, different draft year, different classes. But um, a lot of people thought he had a higher upside. He would have been like the number one overall pick in the draft. And now we don't even talk about him. Yeah, I mean NBA comps is such a tough thing because you don't want to be unfair to the kid. Like, that's kind of the reason why I thought, like, it was unfair to Ivy, who's a really good prospect, to be compared to Ja. You got to be careful with things like that. Shouts to Sam Vecini, though. Um, he was talking about how, way back, how Amani was probably being a little bit overhyped. Not that he was a bad player or anything, but he yeah. was talking about a while that, you know, the with the KD comparisons and how much hype he's getting, it was a little bit unfair to Amani. Also, he was being protected in a lot of ways because his dad created this AAU team for him and maybe even a prep school for him or something to that yep. degree. So, you know, you're in that kind of environment made to look good, and then you're thrown into, like, a way higher college level at Memphis. And you have those comparisons to KD and you have all that hype. And if you don't live up to it, things could get tough. So, yeah, I mean, he wasn't that level of player back then, but he just seemed to get that type of hype because of the way he played basketball and how it looked. But maybe he wasn't really up to that level. So, I mean, you know, he's still very young, so hopefully he could turn it around. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't remember seeing a dip that drastic. At such a young age, normally they at least get to the it, NBA, yeah, it, and then you're like, "Wow, he he didn't come, he didn't live up to what we thought he would be." But to be so young and to already reach that point is just weird to me. Yeah, I mean, he he dipped in perception, but his game probably didn't dip. I'm sure he got better, right? Just how he was perceived was off. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like normally, you get that after year one. Like, okay, this guy lives up to what we thought he would be. And then he gets drafted at such a high pick, a one or a two or three pick. And then all of a sudden we're like, wow, actually, not what we thought. And so just to see that perception change so quickly, when's the last time we saw that? Oh, you're saying that like a number one type guy falling off in college instead of the NBA. Yeah. Like normally that happens in the NBA within year one, year two. Like, oh, no, I don't want you like to use the word bust, do you, but. Do you think part of that is because of the pandemic and we're not. We weren't able to see people at the same level, so things could get skewed. I'm skewed. sure that plays a, a role in it, right? I think it yeah, has to. Yeah, because you're, you're not playing like full-fledged college, I mean full-fledged high school competition all the time, you know, and you could kind of like pick your spots when it came to social media and how you project things. But, I mean, he's obviously really talented, but there were people that were saying that he was getting way too much hype. Like, like Sam Vecini was talking about that for a while, and he's a draft guru. I just so, yeah that's he, sometimes, he's sometimes social media could take things out of context. 
Right. No, 100%. Yeah, definitely. It's telling the story that you want told. Because I remember watching him and Chet. Like, that was like a marquee high school game. Chet was a senior. He was a junior. And I remember watching them play. And I believe Chet's team won, but Amani did great. Like, he, he was getting off. I'm like, yeah, this guy's going to be a problem. And obviously, we know what Chet is now and what he can be. So to see just somebody that was on the same trajectory as Chet completely go a different direction, it just threw me off. I just normally... I wasn't expecting that. I thought maybe, okay, he's not, he doesn't live up to be KD, but I didn't think he would live up. He, I didn't think he would take the route that he's taking now. Cause I remember the game after that, um, I got to see Jaden Hardy play. Um, we saw Bronny play Mikey Williams. Like they had a stacked night of high school basketball of all the top prospects. And right now it seems like everyone is going in that direction. And it just seemed like he took a complete left instead of at least just staying the course. That's all. It was just weird. Yeah. Brandon Boston is a player like that who was getting a top five hype out yep. of high school, and then he struggled in Kentucky, but now he's looking better again. You know, but he did have, unfortunately, have to go second round. So he's building his way back up. And I watched him play in Summer League. Like, he's one of the most talented guys in Summer League. You know, his ability to get his shot off and the way he gets to the rim, and his, he has like an NBA frame. So hopefully he could have a resurgence at Amani as well, but we'll see what happens this season. Combo. I have an NBA question for you. Let's get it. So I just had um, AJ McCord on the Max Van Auken podcast. Go subscribe. Um, actually, not even out yet, but it will be out soon. Um, anyway, she covered Portland. She's interviewed Dame. She had what, like the last sit-down interview with him, and he just got the bag, right? He signed a two-year extension, and Dame Dalla lived up to the name, Dame Dalla. So he got the dollars, and rightly right. so. But I have this question for you. I put this up on TikTok. I know we were talking about it earlier on the podcast. I always post a bunch of, like, just hypotheticals on TikTok. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, in my opinion, Damian Lillard is the second best point guard in the world right now. Obviously, he just got injured, so a lot of people would say, Ja, or they would go, like, Trey Young had a better season. But just at his, like, peak of powers and, like, playing right now, when healthy, I like Dame. Now, I feel like he will not be – there's two things to this. First one is I feel like he's an old-school player – in today's game where now it's like fast food microwave society we want wins avengers team up stars play with each other he's the type of guy that's going to live and die by the sword i'm here for portland i want to win with portland i may lose with portland but i'm going to get out the mud with portland and i don't think like we value and respect that enough or give him the attention that he deserves because you look at a guy like Giannis that had that same approach he was kind of getting criticized during his free agency period like why wouldn't you leave milwaukee who are you going to get in milwaukee but then when he wins with Milwaukee, we're like, ah, see, now that's more impressive. Get it out the mud. Stay with your team. So we love it when you win. We hate it when you lose because you need the rings. So what do you kind of – am I crazy for thinking that about Dame? No, because no matter what he does, like, they're going to have the critics, right? If he leaves, he's rig chasing. If yeah. he stays, he doesn't care about winning. Right, exactly. But the second part of that is this. So we, in real time watching him, understand how good he is. But future generations that never watch him play – this is the argument that I have with Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. They're going to see a guy who doesn't have any MVPs, any rings, and they're going to, and obviously, like I said, no rings. So normally you're like, okay, individual accolades. And he doesn't really have as many as you think he would for the type of talent that he is. So like Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. I believe Chris Paul's the better player, but Russell Westbrook has MVPs. Russell Westbrook has Mr. Triple Double under his belt, and I've, he has the better stats. Both don't have any rings. So I feel like Russell Westbrook, for those that never seen them play, will be revered at a higher level because of what he can have on paper. And that's what I'm fearful with Dame. So future generations are going to look on paper and be like, well, what did he really do? Yeah, you're right 
if you're thinking of the old perspective that people might think Russell is better than Chris, but you know, man, social media means so much. So Russell Westbrook is going to be tremendously underrated going forward because of social media, right? The way people talk about Russ, even with the triple double stuff because of all the memes and That's true. how everybody That's true. talks about Russ these days. So I think Russell will actually be tremendously underrated but i definitely get your point yeah i just want dame to make i just because people watching him like when he was in the bubble when he got when he goes to the western conference finals like you can't stop him like he's outside of steph curry i believe he's probably the best shooter in the league right outside of steph i mean clay you can put clay up there but the way dame Uh, does it off the dribble and creates kd you you like kd shooting ability over uh dame yeah i don't know you know what? That's a close Katie's one. More effi- Katie's more. Katie's efficiency is. He's a better. Insane. He's more efficient score, but like just shooting in like the deep range in the threes. I don't know if. I think I think the three best shooters are Steph, Clay, and KD. And so Dame's four. Could be if I'm if I'm not missing anybody. I'm trying to create an argument, but it's kind of hard to argue with those three. Like, Steph and Clay, 100%, I understand. But the only thing I like about Dame is the, how he's able to create his own shot, even through the double teams. Like, Clay is more of a catch-and-shoot, off-the-dribble, maybe one or two, but he's not creating the way a Dame creates. That's why I say that. Hey, honestly, from what I've been seeing lately, even though he's not playing a lot, Kyrie and Dame is a conversation for who's a better shooter. I like Dame Kyrie. over Kyrie. I like Dame over Kyrie for shooting. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's 50, easy. 50-40-90 on tough shots. I like I like Dame, but he also had KD alongside him. Dame is the main attraction. I mean, look, they, first of all, they're all great shooters. Like all yeah, five, yeah, 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 so yeah. You're, you're just you're just splitting hairs at the end of the day, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean he's a great shooter for sure. I just, I it, mean, yeah. Go ahead. It's gonna all like it's just it's going to be interesting how we remember those guys because let's be honest, as Portland <clears throat> going forward, I like that they got Grant, but Nurkic is going to be healthy. But the way that the West has just gotten so much better. Where's Portland going to fall next year? <clears throat> and they don't have a package to try and get KD, right? Mm, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I mean, they're not they're not in contention, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, New Orleans is closer to contention where CJ's at more than uh, Dave. New Orleans is my dark horse next year. Ooh, it's early, but you never know. That's my dark I mean, horse. Any, anything could happen because all these teams are so good, right? And it depends on injury luck as well so you never know yeah i i believe i don't want to fixate too much on zion's health i think that's already been overblown way too much and like his weight i'm not here to just be his trainer but from the videos you do see obviously you portray what you want to see on social media but from what we have access to i really like what i'm seeing from zion so if you get that type of guy i'm a huge believer in bi and brandon ingram and you add the addition of cj mccollum i just feel like that's a nasty tandem right there yeah, the only well issue with that is defensively, when you have Zion and CJ on the floor, how does that look like defensively? We never thought Zion was a really bad defender originally. We never thought oh, that. originally, originally, but in the NBA, it hasn't been good. So you think he's a bad defender? Yeah, I think he's a bad defender and has a lot to learn in terms of playing championship-level defense because he's going to be on the court for 40 minutes, hopefully. It's just weird, though, because he has all the ingredients to be a really great defender, right? Big size, can move his feet, can jump out of the gym, and he can crazy shot blocker. I feel like that's something that will be fixed 
through the proper coaching and health and just like just getting the minutes and experience in. My dark horse is Denver. Ah, I have to see how if they're healthy. I, I need to see healthy. But that, but like their health, right? It, it, if they're all healthy, I mean, they're legit. I do, the only and again, you know, I'm a glass half full guy combo. How many years have we said Denver's legit? Well, they've never been healthy. That's a huge part of being legit. <laughs> right. So I'm saying, like, it's not like these guys are old, right? Like Jamal Murray and, and Michael Porter Jr. They're not old, and Aaron Gordon fits them so well when they're all healthy. And obviously, you have the MVP. I want to. Luca's my MVP for next year, and if Luca can, Luca and then Ann Edwards for me. I heard I you. I, next, I like that. Yeah, those are the next two years for me. I mean, Luca looks like he's in shape. He's been playing all year, even though he was playing all summer last That's year. That's what's scary. He though. Shape, but but yeah, if he comes in shape, man, it's going to be tough for him not to win it, in my opinion. Um, last thing I want to ask you, combo. We never really talked about it, but Rudy Gobert to Minnesota. We just talked about Anthony Edwards. I'm a huge believer in Ant-Man. Um, I think everyone knows this is his team going forward. So it's going to be a little different when he's the primary focus of defend- uh, the defense instead of Cat. I think we talked about that a little bit. Either way, I think he's going to be that guy. But Rudy Gobert is the type of guy who gets tons of criticism right, for getting that amount of money, but obviously he provides a lot of value for a team. But it's a weird fit with him and Cat down low. Cat can stretch the floor, but you have incredible size down there. Are you a, a big believer in what Minnesota is building right now? Yeah, I think they'll figure a way, figure out a way to get it done, even though the team that we saw win a championship happened to play small ball. I don't think there's one way to win it all. And this move is actually more about Anthony Edwards, in my opinion, than Rudy himself for just the reason I was talking about. Think about how much of the future they leveraged to get in win-now mode right now, right? Like, at this specific point. So that tells me they believe Anthony Edwards will be at MVP level really soon because Rudy is not a spring chicken. He's not young himself. He's in his 30s already. So that tells me they have to believe that Anthony Edwards is going to take a huge leap right now because they leveraged all that future. Minnesota should have beat Memphis last year. They should have beaten them. There were so many games that they let slip. I right now believe Minnesota can beat Memphis next year if they were to match up again. Oh, yeah. I mean, with the addition of Rudy, look, they're going to be a better team. They have three all-stars. Obviously, Ant hasn't won an all-star, hasn't played an all-star game yet, but he's that level of player, especially if he takes a leap. So now they got three all-stars instead of one and a rising star, right? So, I mean... When you have that much top-end talent, it definitely raises your ceiling, and I think they would beat them this year, so we'll see what develops. I would take Ant-Man over Jaw as well going forward. Oh, yeah. Oh, for the oh yeah. Def- I agree. And I love Jaw. I agree. I feel like a lot of people are going to be screaming at us right now that, that are listening to this. Because, I mean, obviously right now Jaws has, mo- has more production. Like you said, I love Jaw too, but I think going forward Ant-Man's going to have a higher ceiling. He, like, I believe Ant-Man has the potential to be the best player in the world. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think this year coming up he'll be in that mix, but the year after and the year after that, I think he'll definitely be in that mix for best player in the world. And I always was curious on who – I was always paying attention to him and LaMelo because I really liked both of them. But I, I thought – I told you, Max, back then, this guy has the highest chance for superstar to – I said it. You did. I would, I would take Ant-Man over LaMelo right now for sure. Finally came around, Max. I like LaMelo. I like how LaMelo is able to elevate others around him. I wasn't sure Ant-Man could do that. I knew Ant-Man was going to give production, but just that competitive nature that he plays with 
and obviously his athleticism, creating his own shot. But like, I just love his mentality to everything. Like, if if he does something, he believes he's the best at doing it, and that is just contagious. It's like that MJ mentality. That's what I get. I get MJ vibes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like like Magic Johnson, and I'm not comparing LaBella to Magic and Anthony Edwards to Jordan, even though there has been Coach Nick B ball breakdown. He made a video. Is uh, I don't know the title verbatim, but like, is Anthony Edwards the next MJ? But, you know, Magic Johnson makes those around him better, right, at a higher level than Michael Jordan. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's better than Michael Jordan, right? I mean, Michael Jordan was the better player, even though he was more of a score-first type player. So it's just different styles of play. 100% combo. It's been a real one. We need to do this more often. Almost, uh, yeah. Believe in Magic Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, punch down on that subscribe button. Subscribe to the MVP podcast. Subscribe to Combos Court. We're here. We should do this more often. We need to start getting this up on YouTube, getting more video content. You know, it's interesting. When we first started podcasting, me and you, Max, we've been doing this for a while now. It wasn't as much about the video, but I think we're – I think podcasting has become a lot more about video than it used to be, right? Yeah. Like the trend that it's going in. So, yeah, man, it's important that we're getting these done on video, and I'm looking forward to doing more of these. Couldn't have said any better myself. We shared embarrassing stories and covered the NBA. What more do you guys want? I was embarrassed, Max. I mean, look. <laughs> look, I thought that was a funny Israeli story. And it Kenny, was. You know, I didn't do that on purpose to Kenny. So what about me? What, there's nothing to be embarrassed about, you know? I appreciate Kenny. It's, I would never leave anybody hanging on purpose. You know I, that. I feel his pain, though. That, that's some really hard stuff. Like That's a tough pill to swallow. When you when you think someone's waving to you or you think you go a knuckle bump no, and they don't do it. It's like because oh. I was in the middle of conversation. So I'm like, yo, Kenny, what up? Went back to my conversation. Uh, yeah. yeah. He And he had to probably play it off, act like he was stretching his arm or something. Yeah, it's just an yeah, awkward yeah. thing. <laughs> True, true. All right, Combo. We'll talk soon. All right, later, bro. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.